Welcome, everybody, to Gray Matters and Power Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Boren, and today we're going to be talking about something that's just as important as the smart technologies and solutions that usually are the things that get a lot of companies excited about going on a, on a digital transformation. Today, we're going to talk about leadership qualities, leading culture change, and just the world of executive consulting. I caught up with uh, one of Gray Matter's most trusted advisors, Jim Alampi, and I talked to him about how he helps company leaders think through all the competing commitments that come along with running a successful business and about building a strong, accountable team. And today we're talking with Jim Alampi of Alampi & Associates. Jim is a highly sought-after CEO coach, leadership team consultant, and business strategy advisor who has worked with thousands of CEOs and top executives including Gray Matter CEO Jim Gillespie and members of our leadership team today, in fact. Uh, Jim founded his company in 1999. He's the former president and chief executive officer of eChemicals Incorporated. And during his career, he has served as an officer and director of over 20 public and private companies and industry trade associations. Welcome, Jim. Good to be with you, Jeremy. So you have a ton of experience. Uh, you've worked with a lot of different companies. Could you just sort of start out by Explain a bit how you like to typically begin your work with a, with a CEO, with an executive team, a leadership team. We have a process called the Execution Maximizer that we use to engage with clients to help identify in the first place the kind of issues that they're facing as they try to grow their business. And the reality is that every company in the world that tries to grow hits predictable barriers that are... Uh, common things that get in the way of that growth, that profitable, intelligent growth. So what we do when we meet a company for the first time, a CEO for the first time, we try to identify the things that they're losing sleep over, the things that they're having problems with, the challenges that they've faced, and then identify what are the steps that they should be taking to help get from vision to execution and results. Because as we all know, there's no point in doing strategic plans if you can't execute the plan. Right. And I, and I imagine if they're at that stage, they've, they've already realized that you know they want help, they need help. So they've reached out to you. They have. And when you start discussing the kind of things that they're facing, the challenges that they're dealing with, all of a sudden they look at you like, how do you know my company? And the answer is, we don't know your company. We just know those totally predictable barriers that every company in the world is going to hit. One of the things when I was looking at your website, uh, you have these one-minute clinics, and I think that kind of speaks to what you're saying, is that you have these these problems that, that face a lot of different types of companies. So one of them that I kind of keyed in on um, that is probably something that's challenging year-round, but particularly at the beginning of the year, is, is something you call hedgehog planning. Can you talk a little bit about what that is, the concept behind it, and um, I guess some of the solutions that you offer uh, to deal with it? Sure. In my opinion, hedgehog, hedgehog concept is the second most important business tool for growing companies. came out of Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, and it talks about the kind of issues that companies need to be able to identify and when to say no uh, to opportunities. One of the things we find is it's very difficult for most CEOs to say no to an opportunity. Now, the good news is the market is strong, the business uh, climate is good, so it's a little bit easier now. But I can tell you when things are not quite as good, uh, there are some real challenges in terms of you know, not saying 
yes to every opportunity that comes down the pike. And I guess it's okay to, to go after every opportunity that you run into as long as you have unlimited resources. And there's the rub. Rarely do we find companies that have unlimited resources to chase everything. So companies have to be smart and healthy in terms of the way they go after these opportunities and pick the ones that have the greatest chance of successful, intelligent, profitable growth, not just any growth. And Hedgehog is the best filtering system I've ever come across to know when to say no. Right. And, and another thing that I picked up on from your site is that you're not necessarily there to tell them, you know, the answer, right? This as I like to say, my job is to ask stupid questions that nobody else asked before and get them thinking outside the box in terms of maybe there are different ways to look at the challenges. Maybe they're now with the knowledge that we've tr given them, maybe they can then adopt some of those practices. And Hedgehog is a great one in terms of knowing when to quickly say no so you don't waste your precious resources chasing things that don't make sense. For sure. Uh, the other concept that was also, uh, at least in part, in one of the one-minute clinics was the idea of having A players versus you know, C players and kind of dealing with that. It's a, it's a tough issue. It's probably one of the tougher ones, I think, that any, any leader or CEO would, would have to encounter. Uh, what guidance do you try to give people on that? Knowing that people is... The, the category that has the greatest impact always in the, running a company and having profitable growth. The question is, how do you populate your company with A players, especially at the leadership level? Uh, you know, A players typically 10 to 15% of a company's population, uh, B players 65 to 70%, and the rest C players. And C players are typically defined as people who can't be successful in their current job. And in many cases, in many companies, those C players were A players when they joined the company when it was much smaller and less complex. And unfortunately, the job has outgrown those people over time. It's one of the only guarantees I have ever found after running three public and starting three companies. Jobs will always outgrow people. And it isn't whether it's going to happen, it's when it's going to happen. So how do you first identify those C players and second, more importantly, respectfully deal with those? Because once you know you have a C player in a position, ignoring that, as Jack Welsh used to say, ignoring that telling a C player that they are a C player is immoral. And I've noticed that some companies have adopted this attitude of being very open about it. Like Netflix is one that comes to mind where they're like, this is not your for job. They tell people that. How does that strike you? You know, that's a great point. And with the people that the talent that CEOs are hiring these days, you know that those people are not going to stick around forever. They're, they're not going to have lifetime loyalty and lifetime pensions anymore because a business hasn't respected individuals. So why should individuals respect them and have that false sense of loyalty? My vision for people today is about, you know, employees have to think and do think like they're free agents and they will change jobs multiple times, not because they are dissatisfied with the company, just because they want something different. They want to try something new. So the reality is the, the most important thing I can do for somebody in today's talent environment 
is make their resume more valuable so when they do leave, which is predictable, when they do leave, they're going to be worth more in the marketplace than they were when they joined my company. And if that's the commitment I can make to somebody, that's about the best thing I can do for them. Yeah, for sure. I like that. Jim, we really appreciate you taking time out to, to talk with us today for the Empower Up podcast. Uh, happy to do it on this initial podcast, and it's been great working with Gray Matters. It's an example of many of the best practices that we talk about all the time, and I, I can't say enough about Jim Gillespie and the team he's put together. That does it for this edition of the Empower Up podcast from Gray Matter. Thanks for joining us this week, and please remember to follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter, and also to check out our website at graymattersystems.com.